Hello, my friends. This is Andy and Eddie coming to you live from Yorba Linda, California. Yorba Linda, California. <laughs> I did did spend time thinking about what I was going to say this time. How are you? I'm good, thank it's you. Been a couple days. Yes. I had to go to this uh, this place, this evil place called Portland, Oregon. <laughs> How was it? Was it as bad as people say? Um, you know what? I drove really quickly through Portland. I ended up in uh, Hillsboro or yes. some other place like that, which is a neighboring city. And it wasn't that bad. Nice. It's just they they make you wear a mask everywhere you go. Oh, still. Ugh, I haven't worn a mask that long in I don't think ever. <laughs> yeah, it's different than Orange County, that's for sure. <laughs> yes. Speaking of masks, go to CaliforniaParentAlliance.org. I know that today is supposed to be the last day of masking at schools. Supposed <gasps> to be. Wow. What do we supposed to be? Well, they, they've said this stuff before that they were going to lift certain things and they bring them right back. Um, but so they stopped over. They're supposed to still wear masks today, okay. Friday. And then on Monday is the first day. Maskless. Maskless. So today's the final day of masks. Oh, nice. So for the school dance, they won't have masks. Yeah. Nice. That'd be good. It goes anyway, because that, that, just because they're reducing the mask right. wearing is does nothing. You should, my presentation spells out why we need to be more involved than ever before. Speaking of my presentation, you're going to want to go to this place next uh, Monday with uh, the 14th, which is what? That day sounds familiar. It's your big six L. It might be my birthday. Uh, the event, though, is at Novo Cafe in Westlake Village. It's called the Stay Fearless School Board Event. And we have a number of speakers that are going to be there, including uh, Leandra Blades, who is a school board member here, who's um, going to talk about what she experienced coming onto the school board as a conservative, mm. especially one that had been at January in Washington, D.C. on January 6th. Yes. That didn't help at all. <laughs> That was funny. <laughs> she wasn't part. She wasn't in the Capitol. None of that. She just happened. She wasn't to be carrying in a weapon city. in the insurrection. No, uh, okay. she was doing none of that stuff. But boy, you would have thought that she was leading the charge <laughs> um, uh, for the first uh, January sixth. Uh, but anyway, you're going to hear a lot about uh, you know the vaccines and the mandates coming up and the possibilities of um, just more shenanigans at our schools and how we can protect our kids from them. So make sure and come out on Monday. But go to CaliforniaParentAlliance.org. And register that way. We just know that you're you plan on coming. Anything else, my love? No, nope. the, the devotional. Oh, we got to do a devotional. Yeah, is that why we're here? That's why we're here. Yes. Sorry that we missed a few days, but I was traveling, so it was it's very difficult. the The hotel that I was staying in had very weak uh, uh, internet, so it would have been impossible uh, to get a good read over there. So here we are for March eleventh. And the title of uh, Smith Wigglesworth devotional is A Remarkable Catch. <clears throat> the reference is Hebrews 12, 1 through 2. And it says, let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. You know what I find interesting hmm. about this in Hebrews hmm. is that they're talking about a sport. <laughs> It just, it's just running so, a race. Yeah, running a race. Yeah. And the endurance race, like the marathon, which is probably one of the, the earliest um, competitions oh, that okay. men had. It's interesting that a, a race is in the Bible. Yeah. A, a sport. That's interesting. Yeah. I don't, it was interesting to me. All right. <laughs> if it's interesting to you, make sure and comment on uh, on whatever platform you're watching. The scripture reading for today is Luke 
5, 1 through 11. Smith says, people crowded around Jesus, so he sat in a boat and taught them in order that all might hear his words. Then Jesus said to Peter, launch out into the deep and let, us, let down your nets for a catch. Peter answered, we have toiled all night and caught nothing. Perhaps he was thinking, Lord, you know nothing about fishing. Daytime is the wrong time to fish. But he said, nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the net. I believe every fish in the lake tried to get into that net. They wanted to see Jesus. I must see Jesus. Peter filled one ship with then another. Oh, what would happen if you lowered all the nets? Believe God. He says, look to me and be saved. He says, come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Mm. He says, he who believes in me has everlasting life. Believe. Oh, believe. It is the word of God. Peter saw the ship sinking. He looked around and saw Jesus. He fell down at Jesus' feet saying, depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. He and all who were with him were astonished at the number of fish that they had caught. That spotless lamb stood there, and Jesus said to Peter, Do not be afraid. From now on, you will catch men. To see Jesus is to see a new way, to see all things differently. It means a new life and new plans. As we gaze at him, we are satisfied there is none like him. Sin moves away. Jesus was the express image of the Father. The Father could not be in the midst, so he clothed Jesus with a body as well as the eternal resources. <clears throat> Let us gather together unto him. Let us move toward him. He has all we need. He will fulfill the desires of our hearts, granting all our petitions. The thought for today, God has no use for anyone who is not hungering, hungering and thirsting for even more of himself and his righteousness. It's Jesus' righteousness. Yes. And more Jesus himself. Yes. Wow. All right, my love. What are your thoughts? Hello, Nicole. Hi, Nicole. Nice to see you. Your I hair. I know. Thank I you. I said the same thing this morning. Thank you, Nicole. Thank you, Nicole. <clears throat> what are you thinking? Oh, I clear my throat. <clears throat> so uh, the Lord says, God's word will not come back void. So whatever he says has to come to pass. So prophecies, um, anything that's written in the Bible must be true because God's word doesn't come back void. If it goes out, it, it must come back true. So that's what I just kept hearing in reading this, that uh, you believe what you hear from the Lord because God affirms it no matter what. So it's not because it rationally, like you look at it and it's like, wow, that doesn't make any sense. And it may not make any rational sense, but it will come true because God said it and he has to stand by the word. <clears throat> Similarly, I think that's what <clears throat> Smith is trying to teach us, that if you become so aligned with God that he doesn't want to make your words come back void because your words represent what Christ is saying. That's how you get healing to flow through you, discernment to flow through you, prophecy to flow through you, because you're so aligned with Christ. You're so submitted and live 
holiness to the best extent possible that he manifests through you and that word can't come back void. So like he just keeps, these are, and he uses the example here of the fish because there's no reason they should have caught piles and piles and piles of fish during that day. But Jesus wanted to show them that it will be so big as I say so. Not because it makes any rational sense. Oh, wow. That's what he was trying to teach Peter at that moment. Not only to show him miraculously that he's God, but to also teach us that I, it'll happen because I say so. So that's why we're supposed to wait and hear on the, uh, wait on the Lord and hear from the Lord. And, but it's not because it's rational. It's because he said so. For me, for a little bit, because of the, um, the, the show, The Chosen, mm-hmm. because this is one of the scenes that they show yeah. is the, the fish that load up and, and those... the great filming that they did and everything. But there was a little bit of me just not that Jesus was showing off, but it looked like he was just having fun. Sure. Like there was like, in that, in that, the yeah. way it's depicted, yeah. for sure. <laughs> yeah. And I kind of want to think that, too. I want to think a little bit of Jesus, of, of him just like just, he was just having fun with the guys a little bit. But also at yeah. the same time teaching them, uh, you know, about his. Well, for sure that like, yeah. he did it with the five, uh, five feeding 5,000 with five loaves of bread and two fish. Mm. Like, do you understand what I'm capable of? He turned the water to wine at the wedding and created yep. 40 jugs, urns filled with wine from water. Right. You know? Yeah. That's having some fun right there. You know, so he's just <laughs> because he could have done a bunch of things that showed his power that like destroy people, like drop a rock on somebody's head. Like that's always so serious. Like I like that every so often, let's just load this boat full of fish. Yeah. And, and watch everybody just go, wow, this is so great. This is so much fun. Absolutely. <clears throat> that, it, that it wasn't just about um, you know, splitting, you know, the, the sea and then having it fall in on your enemy. That's cool too. Or though. the locusts or, you know, whatever other. <laughs> that happened during Moses. Yeah, whatever craziness. Like you could just do that and show all your craziness. I, I, I love that he had a good sense of humor too, I think. Yeah. Um, Nicole says, I truly believe Jesus had a great, sen- oh, a great sense of humor. Yeah, I do too. I, I want to believe that. He was a funny guy. <clears throat> because so much you, we can, you know, it can be so serious and. You know, I mean, there was this, his awesomeness or the, what is it? I'm so sorry. I'm struggling with my voice. Um, Fear, you know, the fear of God. Oh, right. Fear. And there there could be always that reverence, that always that to that level. And I just like every so often, you just need like a little bit of a, like maybe just joke around here a little bit. Yeah. And have a little bit of fun. Um, the, The other thing that I think for me is, I know, I know of his power. I know of his strength. I know of his love for me, but it doesn't. And I mean, I'm pretty good of not letting things get to me, but more or less recently, it, I've had these moments of like, no, like it's, it's, you know, I, I, you know we have our little situation. Uh-huh. Like we'll probably talk about soon. Uh, that way we're not continually, continuously talking in riddles here, but, um, but it's like, it's like, Wow, really? I don't. I really like 
I really like it here. <laughs> you know, and I and uh, and it's just like, gosh, really, you're gonna you're gonna do something great. Like I just, I want to see the boat full of fish. Oh. I, I want to see the loaves of bread fall out of the sky because but it's our just lives- so hard for me to imagine. Like what? Why? I mean, why do we need to do this? Why does this need to happen? And I'm 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 feeling like Peter. Oh, like, yeah. like I'm saying, but don't you know, God, like, you know, you don't fish during the day. Oh. You know, this is the rock. We just were here all day long. We didn't catch one fish. You're going to tell us we're going to catch two, oh. much less a boatload. Like I feel that same way. And I know I've seen this greatness. I've, I've seen, I've read about it. I've, I've learned about all the greatness, but experience. Yes. And here I am going, but God, not, but God, the good way it's, but God, like, don't you know, <laughs> How is it possible? You see what I'm saying? Absolutely. Like I'm in the midst of it. And here I'm reading about it. And yet still, I'll leave just like the Jews. I'll leave here and go, ah, he can't do it. Ain't going to happen. Like, <laughs> it just doesn't make any sense, God. So sorry. And I know that's a little cryptic to, uh, for our, our friends there, but we just have a situation here that's unbelievable. <laughs> Not so unbelievable to me. Really? No. It's really unbelievable to me. <laughs> and it has nothing to do with illness. I want to keep telling people that because yeah. I know that we've had cancer and back issues and things like that it has, and, and COVID scares, but it's nothing about health. But um, we're just, like many of you have run into situations like, you're going, really? This doesn't make any sense. Why, are you, why is this happening? Uh, Rosemary says, go ahead. And to keep running the race, aligning with his word is the way, right? Regardless of initially, my human response may be, no way, I'm not doing that. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. And Danielle says? It's hard to move forward when you don't see that there's something better going to happen. That's where faith comes in. He works all things for our good. I was going to say that. Works all things for our good for those who love him and are called according to his purpose. He takes our bad our mistakes, our failures, and has them all work to our good in the end. Mm. You can take all things and turn them around. So you have, um, we're going to get to the scripture in one minute, but I want to ask you um, about some of the things. You've you've joined some new studies with some women. You've had some divine appointments. Yes. And you've had some things that kind of go, hmm, I'm not sure what to think of this. Yes. in those things, in those going to a new group of people, being moved in a direction to be in a new study, which creates a lot of work and takes time. Yep. Do you, do you feel that that is God moving you into these things? Or is it you moving into those things because you want to be closer to God? Oh, no, for sure. Because I, I told you that I feel like this latest challenge we have is a chastening that God was upset with me i'd become heedless and and i wasn't um i wasn't fulfilling my calling and so the the three projects that i that i got involved in are exactly what i felt the lord was leading me to because like uh the the life group was something i've been telling you for months I, we need to surround ourselves with Christians. We need to have Christian friends. Cause I mean, we have everybody we know is Christian and everybody we associate with is Christian, but we need like church attending friends, you know, mm-hmm. people that live close to us. 
And one of the things the Lord brought was that. And then I wanted an intense Bible study. I wanted to go through chapters of the Bible in a really intense way, not just um, a Bible study where you just read a verse and then everybody just chit chats. So the Lord brought that too. And then the last one, it was super cool because the last one was I was really pulled to call our church cavalry chapel um and volunteer my time in a specific way and the thing that was so weird and that held me back for weeks now from the second i had that inspiration to now answering finally following through was that i kept saying to myself it's such a big church why would they possibly need me mm. like i kept talking myself out of it that i they didn't need me mm. you know what i mean um and as I told you, that conversation went exactly opposite. They, it seems like they were waiting for me to call as much as I was waiting to call. And so when I cried to the Lord, when we received this challenge, he said to me, daughter, seek first the kingdom, the rest will be added unto you. You chase me, I'm your rear guard. I'll take care of the back. You come towards me, I'll take care of this. And that's what I had lost sight of is that instead I became so engrossed in the world that I lost sight of my first love. And so he's basically repivoting me saying, remember, I'm your first love. I'll take care of the back. Mm. Wow. What you reminded me of a little bit is, um, you know, the thought that sometimes people have like, what, what is it? There's so many other people that are, can do this job or do this thing. Mm -hmm. And we like the school boards, for instance, and what's happening in our school district. Well, there's other parents that have more time than I do. I'm busy with work or I'm busy with sports or I'm busy with whatever you can make excuse. Mm -hmm. um, and the joys think that somebody else is going to do it for you. And what we're seeing is as many parents have said, you know what? I'm, I can't do that. I have to now be involved. Right. And so now we, when it comes to the church, uh, and what we've realized going to Calvary Chapel with Jack Hibbs is that he reminds us all the time is that there's not enough churches doing the work of God. They're doing the work of themselves. And, and we need to be a part of that. And there is never enough people doing it. Yes. Even in a big church. Yes. Everybody needs to, you know, love the love life. Uh, you know, prayers, the, there's so much, right. Um, the church, you know, needs everybody to be involved in, in bringing God to our, this world because we're, we've, we've fallen behind Yes, because everybody thinks somebody else is going to do it. Wow. And then you just didn't do like one more thing. <laughs> you, you found three more things. <laughs> Well, because he said, pursue me, you know, so it's just like I and but these are things that have been in my heart for a long time. I mean, I, every time and this Lord is patient and he is gracious. So he kept telling me study like, you know, we sit and watch TV sometimes and I would hear him say, read my word, daughter, read my word. And I would ignore it. Like when we tell our kids to do their homework. Exactly. <laughs> and I'm like, but I want to watch TV. It's heedless. It's just heedless. And so it's just uh, each of them, godly friends, reading the word more and being of service. Mm. 
Very, very simple pillars of faith. And, and dusting off your sandals. And dusting off your sandals. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> yes. Slapping them together outside. <laughs> nice sandals. Yep. Wow. All right. Let's get to the couple of the um, three parts of the Bible that are referenced in this devotional. The first one being Luke 5, 1 through 11. One day, as Jesus was standing by the lake of Gennesaret, the people were crowding around him and listening to the word of God. He saw at the water's edge two boats left there by the fishermen who were washing their nets. He got into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, and asked him to put out a little from shore. He sat down and taught the people from the boat. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, put out into deep water and let down the net for a catch. Simon answered, oh, master, we've worked hard all night and haven't caught anything, but because you say so, I will let down the nets. When they had done so, they caught a large number of fish and their nets even began to break. So they signaled their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled their both boats full that they began to sink. When Simon Peter saw this, he fell at Jesus's knees and said, go away from me, Lord. I am a sinful man. For he and all his companions were astonished at the catch of the fish they had taken. And so were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, Simon's partners. Then Jesus said to Simon, don't be afraid. From now on, you will fish for people. So they pulled their boats up on shore, left everything, and followed him. And this finally told Jesus to go away. Well, Instead of him just walking away. Like, I'm going to leave you, Jesus. You just, as opposed to like, Jesus. You yeah, go. I suppose. <laughs> Uh, Isaiah 45, 22, let all the world look to me for salvation. The Lord says, for I am God. There is no other. And then Hebrews 1, 3, who being the, speaking of Christ, who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person, upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself purged our sins, sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. And I love the imagery Every time I think of this verse now, I think of the imagery of uh, the apostle uh, Stephen, that when he was being stoned, they said that the only time they see Christ rise from his seat on the right hand of the majesty of God is to welcome believers to mm. heaven. So um, I don't know. That's just such an awesome image. Yeah. That, that may be the last thing we see before we die. You know, um, one other thing that I'm reminded of just just now as you were reading is you were talking about Mark Driscoll of Trinity Church. Mm -hmm. And uh, he was a, a pastor of a church, a very successful church in Seattle, uh, Washington, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, the name's escaping me. I had it on the tip of my tongue. It's like something Mars. Yes, I think uh, it's Mars. Mars. Yeah. Church of some sort. Anyway, that's the name of the city. Um, and um, a lot of stuff happened. And... He prayed, I'm shortening the story, and he was told by God to take his family and move them to Arizona. He says, you're released. <laughs> it's time for you to move. And, you know, we're reading the story. We talked about our situation that we have in our life that's causing us a little bit of grief. Um, and you got Mark Driscoll, who's clearly a, a pastor who loves God. Uh, he can just get a little strong in his wording and stuff like that. Um, and yet he went and he's a manly man, uh, much like myself. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and yet when he was told to move by God, 
they went through anxiety and angst and depression and he said he got he was like he had a hand tremor and an eye twitch so he was <laughs> I like those too i got that too the eye twitch yeah right here um so do you know more of his story and i'm sorry i should have asked you this before we went live do you know what was there something that got him through it or was it just that he just had to say yeah i mean he was just he, yeah he's just saying the only reason i'm asking because he had a couple messages about it recently yeah mark driscoll so you might want to go to trinity church and listen to these it's- messages but well, what was encouraging for me is that he starts off by saying, listen, I wish I could tell you I, I had total faith, um, but I didn't. He's like, I had enough faith to listen to what God was saying. He's like, but I was terrified. And it was, I went to doctors to try to, you know, figure out what was going wrong. And then the doctors basically said to him, are you stressed? So it was, so he realized, sorry, I'm trying to find the screen. Uh, he realized that it was, um, it was just the anxiety of, of the move, but I mean, it was just his walk. He didn't say specifically other than like, you know, I did yoga exercises or anything, but he just, Mm. it was just walking with God and knowing that God will take care of it and knowing they were going to go to a better place. And she, so the way he tells the story, he heard it. He was in the kitchen. His wife was in the bedroom. She heard it. It came down simultaneously. The message from God, your released move. And so she said, oh, my God, I just heard from the Lord. And he said, so did I. You go first. And so when she said it, he said, I heard the same thing. And then she fell to the floor and started crying hysterically because she said, I don't want to move. Everything I love is here. My whole family's here. Um, And he said, you know, sweetheart, this is, you know, the Lord's calling us. He's called Abraham. He called Noah. He called all of the... uh, all of the great men, they were, they were, they moved, you know, <laughs> like you just, you just, you just do what you got to do, you know? What a, what a difference. I mean, Seattle, Washington to Scottsdale, Arizona. Yeah. He at- seems much more in his element though, yeah. for sure. <laughs> he does. He seems more of a Scottsdale, Arizona. Kind yeah. Of guy, uh, than Seattle. And he said he couldn't have imagined that he would, and he said he got a little teary. He's like, I couldn't imagine that I'd find such a great, family and that um things would open as they did here and you know there's this other aspect of the story that i've heard him tell before where they were all in oh this is going to be good you're going to like this part of the story okay i don't know if you've heard this part of the story so pastor mark says that when he moves the whole family to arizona they don't have a church yet they're basically sitting in the living room being like what are we doing here they know nothing they have no they have no idea why they're there it's almost like they don't know the language either yes (laughs) It's like, wah, wah, wah. Um, he gets a call that he has to come home right away um, back to back to Seattle, so, wherever it is they lived. Um, something very dramatic has happened to their home, like yeah. that he, he needs to come back and, and take care of his property because they hadn't sold the house yet. Oh, wow. Um, he goes back. There is a full size, I don't know, oak tree, whatever tree that came crashing down into the center of his home. Wow. Through the roof, through the master bedroom, into the living room. Wow. Is that wild? <laughs> and had Probably they... when they had been home, probably. Exactly. Oh, wow. And it happened in the evening, middle of the night. Had they still been in that house, it would have killed them. 
So then they moved back to Seattle? <laughs> no, but <laughs> that maybe that's why I needed. I just wanted, they wanted me to move out of the way. God wanted me to move out of the way of the tree. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But, but, but just, but that's just one of the reasons, like yeah. obviously their destiny was to be in Arizona. They've got a great thriving church, but, but you have no idea. Cause like, you know, what you were saying earlier, is like, why, but why God, don't you understand? <laughs> and it's like him saying to you, no, you don't understand. Yeah. You don't understand the pieces that we cannot see. And like, there's a thousand pieces there could be. There's threats of harm. There could be a spiritual energy. There mm-hmm. could be all kinds of things that the Lord is protecting us from by moving us. Mm. Yeah. So and, and much. I, and I just want to say, God, but, but, I, but I'm comfortable. Yeah, he doesn't really give two hoots about <laughs> you being comfortable. <laughs> 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 I got my new my, my slippers. I know. Slippers. Well, this life ain't comfortable, son. Yeah. What? <laughs> no. What do you mean? That's, when that's does the it problem. Get, when does it get comfortable? Never in the what? grave when you meet Jesus. Oh, it never got comfortable for Paul. No. Didn't it? <laughs> do you do you remember it getting comfortable for Paul? No. I just... We just have to pray it doesn't get as uncomfortable as a comfortable. <laughs> right. Oh, gosh. Yeah. So I'm so. Suffering is a cleansing. Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah, this really isn't even suffering. We're <laughs> <laughs> such whiners. Yeah. I'm such a whiner. I was sitting there today. I was like, but I'm so comfortable. That's really, I was like, it's so. <sighs> That's the problem. That's how we be, oh. that's how we get heedless. When you're too comfortable, yes. you get heedless. Wow. Heedless. We become like the fat cows. I hearken back. <laughs> you should listen to Jordan Peterson. He says hearken every other sentence. <laughs> He's like, I hearken back to hearken back to it. I just started laughing my head off. I was like, oh my God, you and the hearken, like me. <sighs> All right. Anything else, my love? It's nice to be back. It, it, um, I missed, I missed you because I was not. You weren't with me in Portland, mm. so I missed you first. But um, I missed doing the devotionals when we don't do them. That was a long time. That was three days. Yeah, four days. Four. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Oh, dale. No wonder. Yeah. Wow. Well, we missed you guys too. We missed Danielle and Rosemary. Yes, Danielle. We're gonna see you Monday night. I hope so. Yeah, me too. That'd be awesome. Um. Uh, there's something else that we have to tell you about. Super yes. important. Please check out the Edify Podcast Network. Subscribe to our channel. It's totally free. We'd be so blessed by you if you could do that for us. Check out the other content. Here's how you here's how you get the app. This podcast is part of the Edify Podcast Network. Edify is a faith-inspiring app that brings together thousands of the best Christian podcasts in one place for your listening enjoyment. Cut through the noise and grow your faith by diving into the world's top Christian podcast today. Download the Edify app for free from the App Store or Google Play or by going to edify.app. That's E-D-I-F-I dot app. E-D-I-F-I dot app. Yes, Carl. Thank you. Good morning. And yes, I'm glad I made it from liberal land too. You know, I walk around with, uh, with my mask not on. You know, it's if it's if it's on, it's on my chin. Yeah. And so I'm going through the grocery store. Dicks, I didn't even put it on. What were you it, doing in the grocery store? I was getting lotion. Oh. 
That's funny because I do that when I go on vacation too. Yeah. I go to the grocery store. Nobody else does that, you know. It's yeah. not common. Yeah, they have these big, gigantic box stores. I don't know what you call them, but I forget what it's called. It's a store that we don't have here, but it was a, a big one. When you say a box store, like a Target or a Walmart? Yeah, like they have everything in boxes. Like, kind of like Costco is like a box store. Oh. Like you buy boxes of stuff. You don't buy just one or two things. Oh. I think that's why they call it a box store. I have no idea. I could be wrong, but okay. I'm pretty sure it's called a box store. I've never heard that before. <laughs> and so this was like boxes but there's like us? It's like a... It's like a um, it's like, between a Ralph's and a Costco, it's like oh, in between. Like Smart and Final ish. Yeah, kind of. Okay. But uh, so anyway. Anyway, I go in there so with you my mask. Four yeah, lotions. Because <laughs> <laughs> no. how are you going to take it back on your carry on with that four little, lotions? Just the, the the travel ones. So they had the small things too. Yes. Okay. <laughs> That's why I say it's a cross between. Oh my gosh! So I walk around with with my mask, and you get stared at like you are the devil. Everywhere you go, in like Dick's. Uh, well, what, what, what's fun? They didn't have a sign on the thing, so I go. I guess I don't have to wear a mask here, so I walk in. And like and everybody's wearing a mask in there, and I'm I'm walking around. Nobody yelled at well, me. Well, the funny thing is, is that they're going to take them off in two days. And yeah. you make it makes you look like it. Do you know in two days we're going to take this off? <laughs> like, because you think the virus has like suddenly disappeared? Because they're like so frantic about it. He's like, do you realize you're going to have to stand next to me in the coffee shop in two days, and I'm not going to be wearing this. It's so nutty. It's ridiculous. I mean, because of course on the road, I spend a lot of time in restaurants, you know, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Yeah. And so, but it's just so funny. I just sit there, just watch people walk in with the. They put on the mask as they're coming into the door. They walk five feet, sit down, and take the mask off. <laughs> and it's like this little tiny space where yeah. everybody's sitting together. And then they get up to go to the restroom, and they come back and they take the mask off again. Yeah. I just like <laughs> they just like watch them. And I go, you know how stupid you people are. <laughs> you Don't like some, call them stupid. 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 I think Jesus would call him stupid. I'm pretty sure. I think he would. I think he's. It like, is stupid. I, they are not stupid. It oh. is stupid. The oh. action of doing it is stupid. Still to still be doing it, they're stupid. Anyways, <laughs> I'm so glad to hear you'll be there, Danielle. I can't wait to see you. Rosemary, oh, Marie, Rosemary doesn't want to take it back now. Many things, and many <laughs> blessings. Uh, Danielle says she will be there on Monday. Yes. All right. Yeah, bring a friend. Bring four or five friends. That'd be awesome. <laughs> All right. Anything else, my love? Should we, can we talk about people who wear masks again? No. No? Are we done with that? We're done. All right. We love you guys. God, God bless. bless. Bye.